0: Our next love language that we're going to be talking about is the next love language that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about this idea of receiving gifts. Uh, when we started looking at all the five love languages, it seemed like they all had to do with giving something to your spouse, especially words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch as a way for someone to uh, give of themselves to show their partner that they're loved. So. The dictionary describes a gift as a thing given willingly to someone without payment or present. Um, however, receiving gifts is different than the other love language in a specific way. Receiving gifts is all about giving your loved ones something physical, something you can see, a, a material possession. Uh, these include visible symbols of love. Giving someone a card or a present tells the receiver that you are thinking of them. At this point, it can be very easy to make the present about the gift itself instead of the person or the thought behind the gift. This is not the case. When we're talking about somebody who receiving gifts is their love language. It's literally, uh, the, the, the gift has so much more to do about knowing their loved one was thinking about it. So, If your love language is receiving gifts, it is all about the idea or the thought of, holy cow, my spouse, my kids, they were thinking of me earlier in the day when they didn't have to. So uh, a perfect example is my mom would often go to uh, conferences and seminars for work when I was younger. Uh, As a social worker, one of her responsibilities was always to continue her education. This meant that she would that she would be away from home for a couple of days when my sister and I, we would usually be at home uh, with my mom's parents. Uh, the best part of the trip for my sister and I is that when she came home, she would pour out a pile of pens and magnets. While pins and magnets were not big and expensive, we understood that our mom was thinking about us on our trip. The gift itself is not what held meaning. Uh, Likewise, you know, I went to Grand Canyon a couple years ago, which was awesome. If you haven't been, definitely go and check it out when you get a chance. While I was on that trip, I was thinking of my girls. Uh, At the time, I had two kids, and while I was there, I bought my wife and my girls something because I knew that they would enjoy the gift, and so they knew they were important enough that I was thinking of them while I was not home. So, as you guys can see, the gift is not what matters. The gift that you're really giving them is the act of knowing that you were thinking about them and care for them enough that while you're on a trip or while you're out or while you're at work or something like that, they know that they were on your mind. So that's what love language is, the the, the gift or receiving is really all about. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the gift, how big or expensive it is. But instead, these people want to know that they are on your mind. They want to know that they hold value to you. the gift is a symbol of thought, which means that they are loved by you. A lot of times, no money is required in giving meaningful gifts. The main idea behind the gift is that you thought of him or her. And that this thought or love is being expressed by a gift as somebody's love. You know, and I can hear some of you guys out there, but I'm a horrible gift giver. I stink at this. I'm on the exact same page. Completely understand that. So becoming a good gift giver is actually one of the easier love languages to learn. This is the good news. The bad news is it will take some intentional things on your part, listening to your spouse, listening to your children, understanding what different things mean to them. That's right. It doesn't matter what they mean to you. It matters what they mean to them. If you understand that butterflies mean something to your spouse, then buy them things with butterflies on them. It can be a small magnet. It can be a decoration or something like that. If you know your children are passionate about helping the earth, help them plant a tree. There are so many ways to give gifts that mean something while I was at the Grand Canyon. I picked up some rocks <laughs> you know they were they were cool little rocks, they were layered rocks and stuff like that. Um, but I knew that they would mean something to my kids so at this point, you might be wondering about some ideas that you can give that special someone, some things. Always be on the lookout for small gifts. Like I said, the rocks from the Grand Canyon. Whenever you go somewhere, show people they are loved by something you bring back. Make sure that you give gifts during holidays. It is a huge deal, do not forget about this. The last thing they want to see is someone getting a fun gift without something exciting coming their way. Do not get lazy with your gift giving. Now, lazy in this aspect can mean a couple of different things. It can mean financially. However, it also can mean easy. It can mean expensive. It can mean cheap. Whatever the cheapness in the gift means to your partner or your kids. No matter how important receiving gifts is to you, understand how important it is to your loved one. Take the time to wrap gifts. When my wife and I were first dating and even after marriage, you know we're, we're together a lot and uh, I would often go and buy a gift and just wrap it up in the, in the bag. And, and she, she felt like that was a kick in the stomach because she enjoyed the idea or the mentality of unwrapping that gift unwrapping was half of the excitement. Make them a mix CD. Everything that you, every song that you picked in, in today's world, that's an MP3. You know, you know find songs from the child, your childhood, from their childhood. A list that I found on step momming uh, included a great list. That included a scrapbook or a picture book, a photo album. Uh, star dedication, gift certificates to his or her favorite restaurants, tickets to his or her favorite sports teams, t-shirts, and, and a CD, MP3s, um, a new book that they've been wanting to read, a new video game that was just released, jewelry. So, and there's a lot of different. Yeah, there's a lot of different ideas out there. At this point, many men are going to go out and buy their wife flowers because it's easy. Your wife may not be somebody who enjoys flowers. This is a point where you sit down, you have a conversation with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, and see what they enjoy. If you buy her flowers when she really wants a book, then you're showing her that you do not really listen to what her wants and needs are. This will end up hurting your relationship more than helping. Guys, listen to your spouse after all your spouse and your kids are worth it the fourth love language and this is one that my wife is huge on is the idea of acts of service saying i love you just isn't enough in a relationship most people have different ways of understanding more than just hearing empty words. And I got, want you guys to hear that empty words. So how do people show their love to other people? One of those ways is called acts of service. Google's dictionary defines service as an action or helping or doing work for someone. This means doing acts of service. We are doing more than one act of service for our loved one. When we do things around the house or service our spouse feels loved instead of hearing how much we love them they want to be shown again love language it's all about you know acts of serve uh it's it's all about showing them how much you love them you Now, acts of service mean the world my wife's love language is acts of service for her it means a lot more to her when i do the laundry than buying her some flowers or some cheap jewelry. A perfect example of acts of service is within the last couple of weeks, uh, and especially as a stay-at-home dad, I do the dishes, I do the laundry without even being asked. The reason is I know she can't do a lot because of you know three kids and her working a lot. As I'm doing more around the house, she keeps telling me how awesome it feels to have a husband that loves her and understands her. Instead of just telling her I love her, I show it to her with my actions, in this case, actions speak louder than words. Um, so some of the best acts of service include small things to help your partner out, you know during the weekends to showing my wife, letting her sleep in, taking the kids for a walk or something. you know another thing is allowing her giving her a chance to read. Uh, some things to just kind of keep her motivated, keep her energized. You know, acts of service mean different things to different people. So don't be afraid to ask. This is important because if you're washing the dishes for your wife, uh, and that's one thing that she enjoys doing, it just means you're not listening to her. So ask anyway. Talk to your spouse about the best ways to send them acts of service. Sometimes doing something wrong hurts what they are doing for so for example for the longest time i was horrible washing dishes and so my wife felt like she had to redo them and that wasn't showing her how much i love and i cared for within this love language keep in mind that talk is cheap they don't want to hear i love you they want to see it they want action behind it so, you know, just make sure that you're you're listening and watching for that. Ask your partner for feedback on what you're doing well and what needs improvement. Take the time to ask your partner how you're doing on fulfilling their love language. One of the most important things that you can remember to do is most people have a primary and a secondary love language. This means that most people speak more than just one love language. So it's important to keep this in mind. Uh, so that you know, while your spouse's love language is might be acts of service, they also need to hear words of affirmation. So, actions speak louder than words, guys. I cannot stress this enough. So, a small list loading and unloading the dishwasher, changing the cat's litter box, vacuuming, paying the bills, helping with chores, allowing them to pick the movie, make them lunch, make them dinner, walk the dog, surprise them with a treat or snack, uh, make them a special dessert, draw them a bubble bath, run some errands for them, hold open the door, drop them off before you parked the car, laundry, treat them to a night in a hotel, bake them cupcakes, offer to take care of the kids. Access services are incredibly important in this realm and world. The last love language that we're gonna talk about is physical touch. Now I know what the men are thinking. Yes, I was wondering when when Matt would get to this. Physical touch can be both the easiest and the hardest of the love languages to navigate. Usually when we think of physical touch as a love language, we tend to talk about sexual touch. However, physical touch means so much more. A major example of the power within physical touch is right after a baby is born. So when my three girls were born, each one of them was had skin-to-skin contact with my wife. This helps to nourish and to bring forth that connection. So I really want you guys to keep that in mind. This means that physical touch is very important, but what about physical touch between a husband and wife or the parents and kids? Just how important is physical touch within that relationship? So holding hands, kissing, embracing, uh, yes, even sexual intercourse are all different ways of communicating someone's emotional love language. According to iHeart Intelligence, there are four reasons we need to become more touchy feeling. Hey guys, this is for the grownups. This is for adults. We're talking about the relationship between a husband and a wife or a husband between uh, parents and their children. Uh, so all your teenagers out there, uh, we're not talking about you and your girlfriend. Uh, so what are these reasons and what do they include? Frequent physical touches, touch increases a person's physical well-being. Regular hugs can lower a person's heart rate, lower blood pressure, strengthen the immune system, decrease stress, cut out anxiety. So don't be afraid to touch, hold hands to give your spouse or your child a hug. Physical contact also strengthens team dynamics by building non-sexual Intimacy, non sexual being the main word there. When we touch someone, we are using our nonverbals to sell, tell someone that we care about them. These nonverbals can be done through a handshake, through high fives, through a pat on the back, which tell people that we care for them and we care about their goals. Physical touch promotes trust and security. So, Ray. Williams explored this in an article, Why Do We Have, Why Have We Lost the Need for Physical Touch? He explains, neuroscientist Edmund Ross found that physical touch activates a brain, the brain's orbit frontal cortex, which is linked to feelings of rewards and compassion. So I would definitely make sure I put that since I completely butchered his name. We will have that in the show notes. People who experience lots of physical touch are less violent. So a neuroscientist determined that violence in society often correlates with the lack of cultural emphasis on maternal bonding. When a child experiences loving touch, they learn to attach to others in a healthy way. As they grow, they are less likely to use touch in a hurtful or aggressive state. Guys, we've all heard hurt people hurt people. And guys, this, this, <laughs> this blog goes into so much more detail, but some of the ways that we can use physical touch is hug people goodbye and hello. My wife gets home; one of the first things that I try to do is I give her a hug and a kiss. You know, hello. I give her a hug and a kiss goodbye. Give your spouse a neck rub or a back scratch. Uh, celebrate with a high five or a fist bump. Hold them when they're sad. Respect physical boundaries, guys. This is huge. I, I cannot express this enough. Physical touch is also about knowing when when to touch and when not to touch. As men, this can be a difficult concept to get a hold of. Uh, physical touch can be one of the most interesting love languages to navigate. Uh, this love language, like the other four, takes commitment and communication with your marriage and relationship and your children. To work. And so there you have it. There you have all the love languages. Just to recap, those love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So, you know, when push comes to shove, these love languages are all really about spending time with your spouse, with your children, and learning how they emotionally feel love. If you go up and you're your and your touchy feel with your wife and that's not something that she really enjoys and you're telling her that you and your emotional attachment to love means more than hers guys. And we see time and time again where this damages marriages more than what you guys can even begin to understand because guys there's there's another book out there called love and Respect and the idea behind love and respect is without love the sp- the wife reacts without respect without respect the man reacts without love, and so when we do not understand these love languages, it's really easy to feel like your spouse is mean unloving or being disrespectful but when we learn these and we understand and we treat our spouse with that love and respect and we learn their love languages, then we're building up a concrete, strong, committed marriage. Guys, I hope this was helpful for you guys. If you enjoyed this podcast, jump into our Facebook group, Family Life Movement. Um, you know, I think when we start doing these solo episodes, we might start doing lives in the Facebook group. I don't know. Uh, Something I didn't mention to Jocelyn, but she's going to be in for a treat when she hears this back. Uh, But guys, we are constantly looking for more ways and better ways to serve you, our audience. We want to make sure that we are giving you guys value. We want to make sure that, um, that we are helping you to build up a business around your family instead of through your family. And, and I understand you're probably sitting here and thinking, Matt, your last couple of episodes have been all about, you know, marriage and and looking at it and, and stuff like that. You're absolutely right because I believe that even if you've got a business and you're doing a great job and stuff like that, your business isn't worth it until you have your marriage and your family, right? Your relationship. So. I don't know what your priorities are. Personally, mine has always been Jesus first. No ifs, ands, or buts. And then Jocelyn comes next. No ifs, ands, or buts. My kids are number three on my list. Under that number three comes my business. Without my kids or without my business, or without my kids or without my wife, my business means absolutely nothing. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys had as much fun with this as I did. Let us know what you want. Let us know if you want us to start doing some lives for you know our podcast and we can get on. we can jump on there and we can do some uh, q and a with it uh, again. Check out our Facebook group Family Life Movement. Uh, please go rate and review the podcast. We want to hear your remarks, good, bad, or indifferent. We want to make sure we are providing great content for you, stuff that you can use and implement, and you can do that stuff today. So I hope you guys had a great time, and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.
1: Thank you for listening to the family life movement podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did to hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the family life movement. See the show notes for links to our guests, social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes.
0: Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, Please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips, and tricks on growing your business around your family.
1: Thanks for joining us and have a great day.